0: welcome back everybody um we are patrick flores scott heather shoemaker kelly j baptist and jack chang is off getting married and dealing with the trials and tribulations of a flooded basement and we wish him all the best in in those trials uh until we see him again soon And for the rest of us right now, we are happy, we are hopeful, and we are book smitten. Um, Hello, you guys. How are you doing? Good.
1: Good. Good. Good to be back. (laughs)
0: Good. We are, uh, we're here to talk about the arts in books and protagonists and any characters really in kids' books that we've enjoyed that deal with the arts of any kind. So we're going to look at this topic pretty broadly. And um, do you guys remember what brought us to this topic? You? Uh, it you? It was you, Patrick. Me. <laughs> it was you. It was me. It was um, Nina LaCour, The Disenchantments, uh, a group of teens who were on a rock and roll tour after their senior year in high school. It was a book, It's a book that I want to read. And, it, and, um, and then Heather talked about her son and how his, um, his love of music is um, bringing him to new experiences in high school. And I was a band uh geek and who turned into a drama geek who turned into a writer like like all of us and um and I'm just really drawn to books in which kids are are experiencing the arts and uh before we got together, we realized we hadn't really processed it or thought it through that all three of us actually have uh books with art kids in them um Kelly, can you tell us about your yeah?
1: Yeah, I think that it's really cool that we have all incorporated that because writing is art. So um, it's like art within an art. (laughs) But for me, my picture book, The Electric Slide and Kai, is about a young boy trying to learn a dance. So that's pretty artsy, especially when you come from a family of dancers and you can't dance. Uh, You can't get the rhythm, the moves. And so just the challenges that he faces to try to learn this very, um, specific, but also fun and fluid dance. So, and, and then with Isaiah Dunn as my hero, my middle grade, uh, my main character in that Isaiah loves to write poetry. So again, I think it just naturally seeps into our work. And I'm glad that we get to focus on that today in this episode. Um, Heather, what about yours, your, the art in your stories?
2: Yeah, well, we, before we leave your books, Kelly, you know, even the cover of Isaiah Dunn is my hero. We have this this strong, confident looking boy with mm-hmm. a cape yeah. on, so you know he's got superpowers. And the background is words, and he's he's wielding yes. a pencil. He's not just holding that pencil, um, and. He, it's not maybe the, the juxtaposition of images you expect, mm-hmm. but here's a kid who, he really is um, powerful with his words, and he's going through a lot of family turmoil, but it's that art that really grounds him and grounds his story, and I, I feel with your two books, Kelly, that Isaiah is a writer is a poet inside and he's discovering that. Whereas um, the character of Kai in your picture book, he's a bit younger. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if he'll become a dancer, you know, a professional (laughs) dancer or whatever in his life, but he's found dance as a way that he can also express himself and be part of his family. But I I like both um, ways of presenting arts in stories. One is, you know, you're somebody and you got to kind of Discover that, and and that's who you are, and also that it's just part of everybody. Arts is part of being human,
1: mm-hmm. right? Right. It's a good point.
2: So, in the Griffins of Castle Kerry, there are three um, three children, siblings, and really, it's the middle child, Will, the only boy in the story, who um, is the the artsy one. When I develop characters, I think of them. In a lot of ways, but one of the things I do is think about what they're, who they're going to be when they grow up. <laughs> Which I used to hate that question myself as a kid, but it helps me as an author understand what makes them tick. Because there's little things inside of somebody when you meet them as an adult that if you met them as a kid, you say, "Oh yeah, I see that they were always, you know, mm-hmm. meant to be a hairdresser or meant to be a, you know, heavy equipment operator, or right. all sorts of things." So um, for each of the kids, I know what they're going to be when they grow up, and that's part of my getting to know. You session before I even start writing the book, and in Will's case, he's going to be a composer-conductor. Um, and in fact. This is never going to appear in any of the stories, but I know he's going to be conducting in a haunted theater in Minnesota. Wow. (laughs) There's a lot of theaters have, have, have ghost stories attached to them. But then what do you take with that going all the way back to childhood and boyhood? He's a bit of a loner. He thinks about notes. He thinks He takes piano lessons like a lot of kids, but he actually adores them and misses the piano when he's away from it. So this is a little different than a lot of kids maybe reading the book who think, oh, gosh, I have to practice again or something he's, he has an inner seed that's a little different than some of the other kids. And, um, I'm showing that young musician, um, in, in the story. And I think that some of the ghosts they encounter will, um, the ideas and the feelings of the ghosts will inform his music as he, as he gets older and matures as a musician. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about our road trip?
0: (laughs) 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 Um, at first I was going to say I love that idea of just adding that extra um, background work of saying who will they be when they grow up. Like I, I haven't thought of my characters in that way, Heather, and I think that's a really cool um, – mm. like doing it, like it might not get you anywhere, but it might get you somewhere really amazing. Like it might get you to a place that, that, um, that I never uh, would have imagined or never would have gotten to had I not attempted that. So I'm going to try – I'm going to try that moving forward. In American Road Trip, the protagonist, big sister wants to be a rock and roll star, and she kind of sacrifices a huge opportunity to kind of take care of her family, and that ends up becoming um, really important uh, to the protagonist down the down this stretch. And I just wanted her to be this kind of rock and roll character. Like, if she wasn't really a rock and roller, I still wanted her to just be somebody that made big bold choices in the way artists often do um, in, in make big bold choices that aren't always all the way thought through they're done because they're the right thing or in the passion of the moment this is the thing that needs to get done and, and that's kind of her persona in the in the book
2: she's the one that drags them all out on the road trip.
0: <laughs> yeah, she drags her siblings unknowingly on a road trip uh all the way down um all the way down the west coast and and um and it's all it's all frustrating to everyone and ends up being the exact thing that everyone needed. And I I just think sometimes the artists in our life in our lives are very frustrating <laughs> figures because because of those because those passions drive them in the way that they do um but i also love those bold crazy artists in my in my life so um uh and sometimes maybe i am that bold crazy artist in my life um usually not but um and and then in my first book jumped in i was in a middle school um the inspiration was, I want to write a book. And then the, and then the question was, what's that book going to be about? And, um, the middle school that I was in was somehow poetry crazy. All the English teachers at the same time decided to do a post standardized test poetry unit that kind of took over. The school in a really kind of magical way and and I said okay I have a couple struggling reader boy students who are just writing rap lyrics and writing poetry like crazy and I'm gonna and I'm gonna put one of them in my book so I ended up writing a friendship uh story an unlikely friendship between two boys that centers around a poetry project so one of the boys is really um really exploring poetry and the other one is definitely not, but there's a part of his life in which that fits in really well because he's always wanted to be kind of a rock and roll star. And, and, um, so this poetry unit brings them together. And, um, and again, um, like Heather said, who knows if either of them will grow up to write or be an artist, but in this moment, um, it's the important thing and it's the thing that's bringing them together and they can process their friendship via this attempt to write Mm -hmm.
2: and what I love too about um, Patrick and Kelly your characters being male you know poetry at least when I was in high school we'd have a poetry unit and all the guys would groan Mm -hmm. and it seemed like poetry was supposed to be girls I don't think maybe so much now but dance particularly um, that's it's so great that that Kai, the main character, is male, which I know is an editorial choice. Yes, Um, it was. (laughs) And in real life, um, I have two boys, and they both wanted to do dance. And so I was this ballet mom, which I didn't (laughs) grow up dancing myself. And they both took ballet for a couple years, and they were the only, almost the only and and the only boys in this sea of pink little girls. So it was a very interesting Um, You know, to be on that flip side of having a character, whether it's real life or in our stories, that bucks the norms. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of arts figures find that they have to buck the norms in order to pursue who they are in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Good points.
0: That's really cool that they had that experience growing up. I mean, to, to be in those dance classes. I really think that's so cool. And for you to experience your kids doing something really unexpected, too.
2: Yeah, I figured I'd be, on. you know, I was a sports kid myself, so right, I wasn't right. expecting this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what titles have you thought of um, that that strike you as arts books or bring an interesting element of the arts to readers?
1: Well, yeah, I was just thinking about how you said um, Bucking the Norm. And so one of my titles kind of does that. It's called I Am Drums by Mike Grosso, Grosso? I want to make sure I say his name right, but it's G-R-O-S-S-O. And it is about a girl named Sam who just knows she wants to play the drums. And she sets up, um, you know, the little makeshift kit in her bedroom because she can't afford a drum set. And then she seeks out a drum teacher. You know, her parents tell her no at first. And, and then she says, well, I'm going to earn my own money for this. So wow. she's... I don't want to say stealing, but she's she's borrowing the family lawnmower and starts her own lawn business to earn money to pay this uh, drum teacher to teach her drums. And so I love the story. Um, You know, having been married to a drummer, obviously, that was a huge part of (laughs) our lives. And and for a time, my youngest son had a drum set and was playing, too. So it would be double trouble going on in my basement. (laughs) Two drum sets. And so I love, I love to see a female character just as passionate about the instrument um, and is not a quiet instrument no. and just the, the agency that she took to say, you know what, they don't have the money, but I'm going to make the money. And yeah, I might have to take this lawnmower and, and sneak around and, you know, the lawnmower ends up breaking. So she's got to figure all of this out, um, but she's committed. And I, I really love that about her and about the story. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I can see how the drum story particularly resonates. And when I go to school concerts, uh, the percussion session section is ninety percent guys. It's mm-hmm. a real attraction, especially among the the younger kids, middle middle school age kids. And so it is nice to to feature that female character.
0: Yes, definitely. Wow. What about you, Heather?
2: Well, I was. Um, I'm sure every book I've read has some arts element, if I think deeply enough. But the one that kept popping into mind is it's a book that's been around a long time. It's a picture book. It's um, Frederick by Leo Leone. Oh, yeah. In fact, we had a little, in my elementary school, we had a little room. It was kind of the size of a closet that was Frederick's room. And that's where I would take my, my early first and second grade manuscripts and bring them into that room. It was a place where you could publish books. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this book has always bothered me. Um, It's a book that's been around for several decades, and it is about an artistic mouse, Frederick, and the other mice do all the physical work. You know, they gather all the food for winter, and they say, aren't you going to do any work? And he just sits there and soaks up the sun's rays and soaks up the day's colors and soaks up words and poetry. And he sits there and says, I'm working, too. Mm -hmm. And then when winter comes, they eat all the stored food that all the other mice gathered, and Frederick eats it also And then one day the food is almost out and they say, well, Frederick, what about you? And he tells them stories that keep them entertained and he Mm -hmm. speaks of the sun that warms their hearts. And so that book always fiercely attracted me and repelled me at the same time. (laughs) And I was so mad that Frederick thought he was above everybody else. He (laughs) wouldn't lift his little legs and pick up a piece of corn even if he was just walking into the little mouse hole. Couldn't he just pick up one thing? (laughs) Contribute. (laughs) Um, I know, contribute. And I I felt, I mean, maybe I felt I had too many chores as a kid or something, but I, I was like, everybody does their part. You know, why is he above everybody else? But at the same time, I really valued his difference and how the other mice respected that he, they didn't understand it at first, but that his value to the group was different than everybody else's, but it was equally valuable but i was always worried they're going to starve too you know as a child i probably encountered the book as a 3 and 4 year old and i took it very literally that <laughs> if he didn't get enough grain these right. mice weren't going to survive the winter so that's a book i've struggled with um, as as an artist and as a non-artist what is the role and what do we expect of some people and and maybe there's a balance
0: mhm wow mm-hmm. that's really interesting i but do they end up they end up like seeing his drawings and like appreciating oh. him for
2: well he he speak I mean he he mouse speaks and there's it's it's all beautifully illustrated where you can see the the sunshine and you can see the rainbow oh. colors so he's sharing his gifts with the group oh, okay. and they all they all feel warm and happy because of his because gifts of um, but he never worked
0: <laughs> okay yeah, he never worked physically
2: like the other yes. Yes. Yeah. yes he was doing his own work his but brainpower. I don't know I I guess I remember Agatha Christie who, who said, you know, she wrote all these these mysteries and she was a woman in an era a while ago. And so she washed a lot of dishes too. And one of the right. things she said is that plot problems get solved the best time is when you're washing the dishes. Mm-hmm. Well, that to me says two things. One, she's a real person. Mm-hmm. yeah and and two is that's true when you're trying to figure out something creatively often it's when your unconscious mind is allowed to unspool that mm-hmm. you figure out what your creative problem was so i i figure out things when i'm washing the dishes or taking a walk but really the fact that she was a female from from a little while ago washing dishes and producing amazing books um that spoke to me
0: oh that's really cool i i'm um I, I came up with all these titles, and I'm realizing, like Isaiah Dunn, it's a, a a bunch of books about processing grief and trauma. But like the I'm using the arts, yeah, There are yeah. yeah, like it, we could have just this could have been a a list of books on a podcast about processing characters, processing grief and trauma, and you without ever really mentioning the arts. But um, I'll. Uh, I'll just mention the title and then maybe talk about them as a group sort of a little bit but um the all-american boys mm. by uh jason reynolds and i didn't write and ah, it'll come to me I mean, um,
1: brendan uh, brendan kylie brendan yeah, yeah yeah Kiley,
0: thank yeah thank you um yep. and they both did an amazing job so i'm bummed that i forgot his name so thank you for coming up with that but oh, rashad yeah. um is an artist he's drawing and processing um, what happened with him the uh, police beating um, that he took and when he's in the hospital he draws um, Adios Nirvana by Conrad Wesselhoft um, which is a book that a lot of people haven't read but it's about a twin who loses his twin and he kind mm-hmm. of becomes he plays the role and totally becomes the tortured poet rock and roll kid in his school and everyone sees him that way and he's um, has a you know he has a one-way ticket to, to flunking out of high school until, um, until he starts writing a book. So he's kind of all over the place in his, in his arts, but it's a really sort of compelling, beautifully written book. Um, another book that people don't, uh, it didn't really have the impact on, on the culture that it had on me. And that's We Are All That's Left by Carrie Arcos. Um, this girl is a teen photographer. And um, she and her mom are at a farmer's market and um, there's a a bomb that goes off at this farmer's market and her mom ends up in the hospital and she and her mom have always had this horrible relationship because her mom is really shut off and super serious and she's had dealt with her own trauma. Um, She was a refugee from Bosnia and was in that war. And anyway, while the mom is um, in in the hospital, the daughter um, gets a hold of these journals and and learns her mom's entire backstory. But the whole time, she's taking photographs. She's a teen photographer, mm-hmm. and she's um, her photography takes on a totally different shape and look as she's processing what her mom has been through and processing their relationship and the change that she's hoping will come in their relationship. Now that she knows who her mom actually is. And um, the pictures she took at that farmer's market actually play a role in solving the crime that um, has taken place. So it's a real, it's a real mystery. Um, and then on the come up by Angie Thomas, um, she's lost her dad. The protagonist is um, an up and coming rapper and, and, um, and the whole book centers around her, her becoming a, a rapper. And the language in that book is just beautiful. And the, the effort that she makes to kind of live in her dad's legacy and, and overcome his legacy all at the same time. And, and, um, and how that fits in with her struggling family. Um, it's just a beautiful book and one of the best audio books I've ever heard. Um, mm. So, um, so those are stories in which kids are using the arts to deal with their grief and, and the trauma that they've been through. And I thought of Isaiah Dunn in that the rest are YA books and Isaiah Dunn is a middle grade, but still it right. kind of fits in that fits in that mold of kids using using words and arts to process. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. I think that's an excellent variety. You know, I love the idea of a teen photographer. Yeah, Um, I don't think you see too much of that part of art and um, the field of arts is so broad. So there's so many different things. Like do you guys, I've heard that baking is a science and cooking is an art. So I had a title, um, by Elizabeth Acevedo, With the Fire on High. Oh, yeah, Because yeah. in that book, main character is um, a chef-to-be. She loves cooking. Um, and she's in this culinary program at school, gets to travel abroad. Um, I think that's kind of another area you don't see too much in, but cooking is art. The flair and the seasonings, the flavors, um, even the plate preparation uh, can be very artistic. So I definitely want to shout out that title. I love it as it's well. Good. yeah with the fire on high.
2: Yeah, I love the broad, broad definition of arts. And I I do have a little pet peeve with books, um, is that so many people writing books, of course, wanted to be authors, or they wouldn't have done it. And so often, I think we make Mm -hmm. a little bit too many characters wanting to be writers, whereas not the whole world wants to be a writer. Some want to be chefs, some want to be dancers, you know, some love the visual arts, photography, um, painting, whatever it is. So I think it would be nice. I'd love to see more of characters who, who fall in love with the arts, but not necessarily the writing art, because I think maybe we're all a tiny bit biased towards aren't words. Wonderful.
0: Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. I had one, um, uh, picture book drawn together. Do you guys know this one by Min Lei and Dan Santat? Um, this boy is dropped off at his grandfather's to be babysat or and to spend time with his grandfather but his grandfather um it's presented though, like as though it's chinese but it, they're a, they're it's not um it's not detailed which uh what the asian background is but they're clearly asian so the the kid doesn't speak the language He wants to eat hot dogs instead of the food his grandfather gives him. Um, he wants to watch TV that's different from the show his grandfather watches and they just can't connect. But he keeps a, he keeps a journal and he starts drawing. And at some point, his grandfather brings out these very ornate, beautiful, um, Paints the, a paint set, and they end up creating this shared drawing of kind of these artist superheroes. And his grandfather has his own kind of old school superhero, um, kind of a martial arts painter character. And um, and they, by the end of it, they are speaking the same exact language. And I'm just getting emotional just thinking about mm-hmm. this, what this, the, the journey, this picture yeah. book, um, takes you on very, very simply. I mean, the idea is so simple, but it's just beautiful.
2: Mm-hmm. And I love the title, perfect title drawn together. Yes, it is. You know, that book that you just mentioned, Patrick makes me think about the importance of characters, um, adult characters, yeah displaying their artistic side as well um, mm-hmm. both in real life and in our stories. Um, my grandmother was a painter now she she didn't do that as a job but when when the kids were out of the house and she was um, uh, free of raising children, she started doing oil painting. And every time as a child, um, they lived way out in Boston, we'd make the big trek across to New England and go to her house. The first thing oh, she would cool. do is show us the new paintings on her walls and in her little tiny studio and and ask our opinion about them. And if we were four and five years old, I remember um, seeing just the – that grown ups painted, you know, grown uh, adults expressed themselves with art and f- valued it and found it important. And her entire house got covered with paintings. Uh, so, One thing I like, it seems sometimes that there's a big focus on this in this country on kids, you know, kids play sports, kids learn an instrument, kids do this. And the adults just, well, we 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 work and we work and we go to sleep. But to make time in our own lives to be artistic and to um, for ourselves, for the world and for our kids to see that it doesn't stop when you end elementary school or middle school, that you can incorporate the arts into your whole life. Mm So I, that makes me want
1: to ask us as as a group, um, other than writing, do you guys express yourselves artistically in other ways? And if so, do you want to share? Mm.
2: Well, it's funny, Kelly, I was just looking back on my old sketchbooks and I haven't sketched um in a while but yeah I love I love to draw and so visually and then I love to sing um Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not currently playing any of the instruments I grew up playing but I will burst into song for you soon (laughs) (laughs) that's
1: cool what about you Patrick
0: I love uh I love taking pictures I don't do it as much as I uh as i had at one time but i just got it, recently got a camera so i'm excited about picking that hobby back up um i like making stuff with wood <laughs> um, and uh and i keep you all can't see this because this is a podcast but um i keep this clarinet by my <laughs> desk so if i ever get stumped or something i can um I can play a little bit to get my mind off uh, where I'm stuck in my writing, and that kind of um, is uh, is a real help um, for me to have a little bit of music in my life that I'm making.
2: Mm. And mm-hmm. Kelly, what about you?
1: Well, I in my adult years discovered a love for um, coloring, which as a kid I hated to color. I just did not like doing it, but now as an adult I enjoy it um, because it is soothing to me. And kind of like a stress reducer to, to color. And then I've always been into music. And that's kind of been the opposite of the coloring. As a young person, I was always playing instruments and writing songs and singing. And then kind of as an adult, that kind of faded away. And, and I've said to myself, no, you got to write. Like that's that's your main thing. So you need to focus more time on that. But I was at my parents' house a few weeks ago and they have a piano, the piano they got for me. I just wandered down and wow. sat down and, and started playing. And it was like, I really miss this. So that oh, is wow. that's something I want to get back into um, because again, that's also a calming, a soothing activity. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I realized I was using that even while young. Um, if I was stressed about something or school too much going on, I'd go down and play and just kind of, oh, okay, now I'm ready. And I think that could help in the same way in the writing process when you get stuck or, the plat, something's wrong with it. Like you said, Heather, I think it's it's the action of using your hands. So, like washing your washing the dishes, your hands are moving. You can be looking out your window while you're doing it, and the same thing with um, instruments. A lot of times, your fingers are moving. They're not on a keyboard; they are on keys, so that counts, and you can use that. Uh, so that's something I want to get more into as as time goes. Yeah. Very Absolutely.
2: Cool. And I think, too, as adults with busy jobs and families and so mm-hmm. on, um, when I have my creative time to express, it, it goes into my writing. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if I have um, fewer obligations, I think I'll be expressing myself in more arts. <laughs> but yeah. I, I kind of got to pick the one that I'm...
1: Exactly. I,
2: it can fit in. <laughs>
1: pick your passion. Pick your art. You, you know, you yes. only have time for one, so...
2: Although yes. my, my friend during the pandemic has been doing weekly paintings and shows us on Zoom her paintings of the week. And we're going to have a painting party. So when mm-hmm. we all get together, she's mailing us brushes and um, paints. And, and then we're going to do it some by Zoom and some in person when we can all get together. So just the idea of people coming together and instead of just chatting or mm-hmm. eating, or what we're going to have a painting party yes i
1: love that i just did that that this this weekend you guys know those um paint and sip classes that you can go to oh yeah yeah. i did that for my my daughter's birthday and yeah that's that's a good point heather that's another fun one um just to be creative whether you're following a person and you can still veer and add touches you know how you want to or if you're just freestyling i think that's another way to get you know a lot out on the canvas so i think you're gonna have fun with that one
2: yeah So before we wrap up, I was just thinking, again, how important it is for us, especially those um, working with young people as teachers and parents and grandparents, is modeling that the arts um, and expressing yourself through arts never stops, no matter how old you are. And mm-hmm. when I ha- was holding my my firstborn, you know, he was still a baby. And I remember just thinking, I want you to believe that you can be anybody you want to be and follow your mm-hmm. dreams. And I realized that I'd never, this is before I tried to publish a book or write a book. And I started to burst into tears because I was wanting my child to believe in his dreams and believe in his artistic dreams before I had even acted on my own. Mm. And that was a wow. huge wake-up call. And I yeah. thought, okay, if I'm going to raise this child right, I need to live my own dreams. Mm-hmm. And that for him to see that, okay, his mother is, has always wanted to write a book and now is writing books is much more powerful than just talking about it. Like, you yeah. should really follow your dreams. And so that's what got me going on um, becoming an author. And now four books later... Yeah, I, he can say, yeah, my mom writes. <laughs> I don't know what he thinks of it, but at least he right, he right, knows yeah. that real life example. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're if you're listening and you're thinking, I've always wanted to dot, 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 it's time to start it and you'll inspire people around you.
1: For sure. Get at it. Very
0: cool. I'm inspired. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to share a quote I heard at a uh, graduation. Um one day or day one, you get to choose. So you can keep saying, "One day I'll write that book," or "One day I'll I'll start taking started. lessons," or "Day one, today is the first day that I'm going to to do that." And that stuck with me um, for quite some time, and I think it always will. And I will always tell people, you know, take away that dot 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 that you mentioned, Heather, and you know, just do
2: it, just do it. Yeah. I love it. Yes, absolutely.
0: Very cool. All right. Have we done this arts book thing? We've done it up for today. Well, I'd like to thank everyone for joining us. And uh, a huge thanks to our super producers, Corey and Josie Snyder. And if you have time, leave us a review on whatever platform you're on. And um, in parting, I'm Patrick Flora Scott.
2: I'm Heather Shoemaker. Kelly J. Baptist.
0: And we will see you on the bookshelf.
2: Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye.